Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a light-hearted look at the dark side of history and the topic of our podcast today is the penis snatching geisha murderous sade ebi and this is about a japanese woman so i'm sure we're going to screw up some pronunciations because i'm not fluent. i won't i'm very fluent in, fluent in, in, in japanese in the language of the orient timmy <laughs> you of know course there's more is. than one language in the orient right i'm fluent in all of them Timmy. i see well, then you should do pretty well in this, but Brandy and I might struggle. I'm happy today to... <laughs> the devil going to struggle with anything more than two syllables, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> let me introduce Let me introduce our panel. I am very, Before I do, let me remind everyone, we are a true crime comp podcast, and we do use adult language. So if adult language offends you, then you, please... Nah, if adult language offends you, grow the fuck up. Or you can... Turn off the dial right now. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. The That's dial. all we got to say about you, you Puritan people. Bunch of goddamn pilgrims just hit the road. We would welcome you to check out some of the other fine independently produced podcasts out there who are able to get through a podcast without using adult language. What do you think about that, Brandy? I'm all in. Let me introduce... Well, the, are you going to tell them about the goddamn podcast, or are you just going to leave them hanging there? Oh, yes. It's the penis-snatching geisha. I Not ours. That. The other podcast. Oh, yeah. Our friends from They Walk Among Us. Yes, Ben and Rosanna from They yeah. Walk Among Us. Our friends at Insight. Our friends at Death's Door. Brandy, you were down there in uh, at CrimeCon this week. We're going to talk about that. Uh, any shout-outs you would like to give? I want to give a shout-out to Walt Turner. Okay. Who has been very active on our page, very supportive of other uh, people on our page. Just a really, really cool guy. And I want to say hi to Walt. Okay. I wasn't going for that. I was going like for the other podcast that you wanted. Okay. To thank you for the brandy time. Uh, no, I haven't given her a proper introduction. And this is a very today special day. Today is a day. special day. I, you know, it's been a special week. Yesterday, Timmy, was your birthday? It was. Today is the day that the devil spawned this one over here. Um, it is some, Randy's some birthday. forty-eight years Make sure, ago. Forty-eight. I don't know. Make sure you tell my mother that when you see her this weekend. That you know this she's is, the devil. This. Uh, let me introduce the uh, lady who needs no introduction. A lady who is considered uh, been called Brandy the Benevolent Colonel. Yeah, that's she's been called that. You know, she's, she's been also called been called things. Brandy the Beloved. 
I believe we've been I, I, we sent her to Nashville, and I believe we've been blackballed from all the other <laughs> other podcasts. Did you ever get your shirt and bra back? No, I don't. That know. you tossed off There's, the balcony. There's somewhere in a tree. She thought it was Marty. Did you Brawl. get any? Did you get any beads while you were there? Other podcasters down there. She's no like, throw beads. Me beads. Throw me beads. There were no beads. It was a little disappointing. <laughs> I'm sorry. About that. Although it was hot, so I was okay. Brandy, she Queen showed, Brandy the first. How are you today, Brandy? I'm, I'm all right, Timmy. How are you? Did I'm you well. show your boobs for some skittles down there, girl? For skittles? <laughs> no. <laughs> Peanut M and M's. Don't be stupid, Skittles. That's Did you stupid. have a good time at CrimeCon? Dude, I had a I had a great time. I had a great time. You saw a lot of our friends down there. I understand. I did. I did. I saw a lot of lot of podcasters. A lot of um, really really great people. So listeners. listeners. Yeah, yeah. Saw some listeners. Saw Jessica and Jessica Ann, who is lovely. Um, met uh, Christy Lee with you, Canadian True Crime. Oh, Christy's a lovely and woman. You met, she did is. you met up with Jen? Met up with Jen Wicks. Uh, okay, yes, we cool. did. Absolutely. Okay. And so, Nina was down there. Yes, she was. Nina, Nina was, was down there. The ladies from Southern Fried True Crime were down there. It was a spank fest down there, Colonel. Oh, it was. Did, did you shame us, Devil? How I much did you shame us? I didn't. Shame, I keep waiting for the pictures to show up. I on didn't. I did not really did. shame you. Um, I keep waiting for TMZ. To I, went, be us for the I had my picture taken TMZ. with the guy from Dateline. We saw the guys from Dateline, so that was really yeah, cool. Yeah, I had my picture taken with the guy from Dateline, but I don't like to talk about it. Well, yeah, that's different. <laughs> Not the subject. These weren't the subjects No, really, I was just here to tell her how dangerous it is to talk to 48-year-old men on the Internet. That's all I was doing here. I mean, and what, it was... What we really want to know is who asked about the colonel and I. Oh, no one. It uh, was amazing. I don't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's... It that's, was amazing. That's a nice folly. Or or maybe I was just drunk and walked away. I don't know, but be. nobody, nobody I'm asked. sure people asked about us. Well, they this didn't. morning when I talked to you, you was drunk and walked away, so... Hey, you yeah, know what? It's, How are you it's my goddamn birthday. How are you celebrating your birthday, by the way, Brandon? Well... Human sacrifice. Maybe some of that, uh, but mostly... Uh, you know, Noah's birthday is coming up as yes. well as Jake's, and you know Noah's going to be seven, so um, I will be preparing for his birthday celebration this weekend. Soiree, his soiree, of which both of you were personally invited. You, of course, are not going to come. No, I can't. I'm but sorry. Chuck and his lovely bride will be there. Oh, and Mrs. Colonel, some class to the event. It will be great. So uh, for my birthday, I will be headed home to prepare. Prepare to receive. Company. But are you doing anything to celebrate your birthday? I don't think so. Probably not. It's are you drinking? Pretty low key. Might drink a little bit. All right. But a little, little, do a little this, do a little that. Dave's working, uh, so we're not really going to go out or do anything. So do a little dance, make a little love, and get down tonight. Probably not. Probably not most of that. I might do a little <laughs> dance though. Okay. Let me introduce uh, really the man who's the star of this podcast. He's not. He's been called the most dangerous man in podcasting today. By no one. A man who is uh, considered a moral compass of the of, a, of podcasting. He's been called an oasis in the desert of despair. The nope, one, the only, nope, the nope, honorable nope. Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. No, oh, for fuck's sake. What's one day, can't he just say I'm fine? Well, we haven't, well, you know, he's, we haven't podcasted this like two weeks, so he's had some buildup. You know, he's stressed. He's he needs to get you know, out. Chuck and I are actually pretty excited. You're going to be out of town. We've I got am. our we've got our own thing planned, so we're pumped about that. Yeah, I I'll be surprised if it happens. Oh, if, oh, it's happening. Oh, if it doesn't happen. happen, all right. Oh, it's happening. Oh, well, 
I'm just not good. And you know what? I really don't even want, but I will tell you this. To me, I've been traveling so much. I feel like goddamn Aerosmith. Where have you been? I've been to Indianapolis. I've been to Chicago. I've been. This has been over the span of a year. (laughs) (laughs) Went to Toronto like last August. Yeah, Yeah. I've just been all over. Oh, yeah. You're a world traveler. Burning the candles at both ends. I know. I am, yeah. Well, you're you're at an age now where it takes you that long to recover <laughs> from the trip. I had up in Chicago. I had my Fitbit on. There was one day I had 11 miles on my Fitbit. Yeah, you're not a young man anymore. I, I'm just saying. Excuse me. You had a birthday. You just hit 52. So why I don't did, you get, nope, 52. You ain't not even four years. Oh, yeah, right. So so Colonel, um, you have uh, you. I understand you had a Fitbit challenge. I do have a Fitbit challenge with uh, Kimberly Smith and a group of, I don't know who what kind of insane people these are. Um, I do pretty good on my Fitbit, Timmy. How many steps um, do you get a day? I average about 14,000 or something. That's good. No, these insane bastards are going like 25, 30, 40,000 a day. Ooh, that's a lot. It's, I think they're... I think they're professional runners. Is what they you are. know what? They may put it on their dog or their kid or whatever and let yeah. them do, and then say, look what I did. A rabbit. Yeah, but, Hamster. Sure, um, hamster. The bet was if I got beat, I had to give her Kimberly Smith a shout out. So there's Kimberly Smith well, you from the really, west side of Cincinnati. You didn't do it add. with a lot of enthusiasm. She beat me and five other people. And and, and how many people in this I'll group? tell you who else is insane, Timmy. Who? I don't know what the man does is anon. Yeah, he walks the, a lot. The dude will put in like 100,000 steps a week. That's a lot. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. You know why? Because you need to be going up. You need a group in like a nursing home, right? Right. I need those old people. No, Anon's walking around pondering the questions. Life, yeah. And and then he—that's how he comes back with all of his sage, sage sage wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. He takes these long walks. I'm throwing this goddamn Fitbit out in the street. I'm tired of it. Well, so will you accept challenges from uh, folks who are? I will accept a challenge from anybody, anytime, anywhere. I challenge you to fight a bear. I fought a bear before. Of course you did. I fought a bear before. <laughs> did you win? It's, well, no. The trick is. Look at his face. Clearly not. I learned this from an old Indian, Timmy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you don't try to box the bear or get around the bear. What you okay. do is run right into the bear, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And he wraps his little arms around because they got short arms, uh-huh. you know. But they can't really tear they you work up. work on the body. It, if you're right into their chest, Go for the kidney, you can't. They can't do anything to you. You Bruce just run right ribs. into them because they get up on the hind legs. Well, and get right into their chest. What if they fall on you? Huh? Yeah, they're <laughs> like a thousand pounds. What yeah. if? Yeah. What if they fall on well, you? Well, then you just crawl. It's, it, then, I, I mean, what? I'm sorry. Do what? I didn't say it's a perfect plan. All right, but I'm just saying. <laughs> in the past, what I have done it's is a plan. I, it's <laughs> it's a plan. Is I I sharpen. You know, you know what else is a plan? Don't go in the woods. I sharpen I like up my plan. spork. Did I get from Kentucky Fried Chicken? Your spork. Yeah. The spork is a useful tool. And then I oh, run. You can you can eat uh, a coleslaw and mashed potatoes with that. Yes, you can. Oh, for fuck yeah, you can. And I, you run straight into Steak the bear. Steak and mashed potatoes. This Ooh. is important. And listeners might. Now, Clark Trowbridge already knows this, but all the listeners well, need to duh. know. Clark's bigger than most bears, though. <laughs> well, that's true. You run right into his chest. That way, his little arms can't get... They're like T-Rex. He's not a T-Rex. No, he's not no. a T-Rex. What so, a, so you're I'm trying to get the advantage of the reach, is what you're saying. You give... Yeah, you take it away by getting into his chest, and then you take that spork, and you just drive it into it until you find that little bear heart. Then you poke it, and poke it, and poke it, and poke it. And then the bear falls over, and you win. And it's then you skin the bear. Right now. And then sometimes I make bear jerky out of the meat. Oh, really? 
Yeah. I didn't know you could get bear jerky brandy. Oh, bear jerky is a little tough, but it's tasty enough. Nobody follow this advice ever. <laughs> ever. If, it's, ever. It's how the Shawnee Indians made you become a man. It's not. And when I was when I was staying with a group of Shawnees. You were not. Um, that was my, your rite of passage. In my youth, that was my rite of passage. I had to go out and kill a bear. <clears throat> All so, right. Well, yeah. Colonel, I'm... But you never did tell us why you were upset. Did you go on a vision quest while you were there? <laughs> did you stay it's out in the desert like uh, Billy Jack? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I stayed in a hotel in the desert. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> called the Jack. Yeah, just called the just Jack. like. Yeah. Just like, just almost the same. And I went and got one of those. Uh, I mean, it was a tranquilized bear. <laughs> it was one of those stuffed bears that yeah. they have. Yeah. yeah. All right. Good. Well, how do you think it got stuffed? Yeah, exactly. Those bears you see in the... Wait, wait a minute. You know how I think it got stuck? Chuck Norris killed it. No, you know what? Yes, he did. I'm going to tell you what happened. N- nope. I'm going to tell you what happened I, one time. I, I, I can't. One time. It's, it's my birthday. Like Can we not? It's 2 o'clock in the morning, it's all right? It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Raise yeah. the roof. It's your birthday. So can we so not? This happened to me one time. Today. I know it's going to sound unbelievable. Okay. But one night I'm sleeping, my phone rings, all right? and it's Was it a bear? I'm, I answered the phone. Was it a bear? No, it was Chuck Norris. It was Chuck Norris? It was he Chuck your Norris. Phone number? He, oh, me and Chuck talk all the time. And he, uh, he's like, hey, Chuck, hey, Colonel. That's why he's got the beard now. Look here, Colonel. I'm in a bar. There's about eight guys. I think I'm going to have a little bit of trouble with these guys. Mm-hmm. Can you come help me out? Mm-hmm. So I went down to the bar and helped Chuck. Clean it out. So when he he needs backup, he calls you. Yes, I see. What do you think about that, Brandy? I smell bullshit. Well, Colonel, let's talk about the penis snatching geisha. Of course, geishas no. uh, has a long geishas uh, have a, have a long history of uh, providing services to men in Japan, Brandy, such as penis snatching. No, that's usually not in the this is not menu again. of services. This is not to be confused with the Great Penis Panic of no, 1952 or right, whatever it was. 67. But whatever. Yeah. This is a separate incident. Okay. But never, nonetheless, terrifying. Well, nonetheless. Well, yeah, goddamn right it's terrifying. Somebody walking around one minute, they got a penis, one minute they don't. Well, this woman actually cut off a man's penis. That's what I mean. And you know what's... And you know women giggle about that. Did she... Well... They do. Did she just cut off the penis or did she cut off all all the accoutrement? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Um, That means junk. uh, Chuck. Sade Ebi is her name. She was a Japanese woman who is best known for uh, erotically asphyxiating her lover. Nice. Krishnisku Ishida was his name. So you can do that for a living? No, I don't think it, um, I mean, according to her, he wanted it, but. Did you see the balloon fetish thing where the women sit in lingerie and blow up balloons and they pop and that's a thing? I don't get that. That don't do a whole lot. I don't have to get it. That's, what, what am I doing here? I can blow up balloons. You want to see a fat chick blow up some balloons? I can do that shit. There's there's money in those balloons. I'm going to tell you why this story disturbs me. Oh, for fuck's sake. The balloon or the penis snatching story? The penis snatching. Okay. Is because I just read an article where they did a full penis and scrotum transplant. Mm -hmm. Full penis. Now, think about that. Now, you know how I used to hear the stories about people waking up in a bathtub full of ice and their kidney being gone. Right. Well, I don't want to be that guy who wakes up in a bathroom full of ice. And my penis and scrotum are gone. Well, I don't blame you. I don't think anybody wants to be that guy. 
No, but start living a better life. Some of us have more to lose than others. That's right? my point. That's yeah. my point. I got. I'm walking around with a bullseye on my back. Are you thinking we got that brandy? I would rather not. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. Make I'm, sade, I'm a target. Makes sada, me throw up in my mouth. Sada Ebby was a Japanese sada woman who was best known for erotically asphyxiating her lover, Kizuku Ishada, on May 18th, Brandy, 1936. So, that was, so she was just choking the one guy. No, she was choking him, and after she choked him and killed him, she then cut no, off no, no, his... No, I don't, no, I don't want to get into the story. I'm just saying, so it was just the one guy she was choking? Yes, yes. Or was she a professional choker? No, no, no. Just this oh, guy. Daddy gonna that. be mad. Only one person. Died well, she. Well, I mean, she. She was pretty gruesome. She uh, strangled him, and then cut off his penis and testicles, and then carried him around in her handbag. Well, where else would you carry him? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. The story was a national sensation in Japan, Brandy. I bet. And uh, has since became uh, interpreted by artists, philosophers, novelists, and filmmakers. It was a, bro- a Broadway play. It wasn't a Broadway play, but it was a musical in Japan. Is it a life- I bet it was a Lifetime movie. <laughs> Story of her life. So um, we're going to talk about this dastardly deed that she committed. I think you already did. She uh, Sade, Sade Ebi Spa. was born on May 28, 1905. So she's got a birthday coming up, Brandy. She does. Happy, happy early birthday. Uh, in Tokyo, Japan. Of course, the colonel has been in Japan many times. Yeah, I've been many, to Tokyo of quite a few times. I think he helped build it. She was the seventh of eight children born to her parents. They, they came from a, they had a middle, upper middle class family in a trendy Tokyo neighborhood. Well, it was probably trendy before the war. After the war, maybe not, not so, much. so much. Only four of the children survived into adulthood, Colonel. Of those, Sade was the youngest. She, I saw pictures of her. She's an attractive woman. I would probably let her strangle Would you? Yeah. I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked by that. Good thing I was sitting down. Her father was 52 when she was born. Is that old to have a child? For a yes. Okay. Pretty, uh, pretty damn old. Do yeah. you have grown-ups at that We're point? We're not old for the man, kind of old for the woman. I mean, like, what, you're 51 now, so if you had a baby, that'd the be fuck, pretty old. How old am I? I don't even know anymore. Well, I know you're not 51. You're not 48. I think you're in your mid-40s. Am I right? Yeah. Close. Close to my mid-40s. I'm in my early 40s. Early 40s until you're 45. Exactly. Early 40s. But you got a lifetime of bitterness built up. I know, but God, I look good. You don't look bad, yeah. Yeah, you don't look bad for you. I've held up well. But I think... It's all the clean living. I think it's the anger and the rage and the hate that that keeps you... Well, it pinks up my skin. Makes me look alive. Or it could be you've been pickled by alcohol. (laughs) That too. That too. Your (laughs) nose are a little bit red. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, so I can't imagine what you guys are going to do next week when I'm gone. I just it's really, going to be epic. Oh, I worry about well, it. We're going to. I told you we're going to do a story. Can this you is even your do you even know how Scott. to upload the podcast? What do you think we got? What do you think we're mental defectives here? Yes. <laughs> That's all um, right. <laughs> when our shit gets major mega downloads and That's they say, right. "Oh, please do an off, do a spinoff." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. We're gonna leave you right behind, Timmy. Hmm. Take your computer and take your ass home. And uh, so <laughs> her dad was fifty-two when she was born, so he was an advanced age. Now the police would later describe her father as an honest and upright man who had no vices, though some acquaintances reported him to be somewhat self-centered. Brandy with a taste for the extravagant. Now, her mother, 
likewise was known uh, for legal and moral blemishes on her record. So the family has... Well, aren't we all? (laughs) I'm not judging her. Questionable background or family. But uh, her siblings and her dad uh, did behave questionably. Uh, Her brother uh, was known as a womanizer, Brandy. And after his marriage, he ran away with his parents' money. Oh. They owned a little, uh, they owned a mat making business. Oh. That's good. There's, there's money That's, in mats. There's money in mats. Mm. Her sister was named Taruku. Uh, she was also known to have uh, several lovers. Not judging. Her father sent her to work <laughs> in a brothel. Of course you're not. Oh, oh well. her father sent her to work at a brothel. <laughs> well, the thing was, when you, when, back then, when women were uh, sexually permissive, uh, they would, the parents sometimes permissive? would <laughs> send them to brothels. Or promiscuous. I've heard it both ways. They would send them to brothels. So, Brandy, I mean. Are you, are you. Where would Brandy be at this point, girl? Well, I believe Brandy would be. Um, Good thing she didn't grow up in Japan. She'd be a master at this time. See, I think, do you start off as like an apprentice? Yes. And then work your way up? Yeah, we get into that. Well, you know, you have to be the dick checker first. Yeah. No, that's when you retire. That's when you retire. Oh, I need CPP. (laughs) Well, I would think you'd start that way. That way you can recognize. You remember, I don't know, you're too young, but Chuck, you remember when you were young and you go to the bank and they'd have an elevator operator, just some old person, they'd have sitting (laughs) in a chair to push the number. Did he check your dick? That's kind of what a dick checker is of the brothels. They kind of... Retire. Did the elevator operator check your dick, Tim? No, no, but they they get jobs. Did you wish he did? Not really. I no, I have no attraction to elevator operators unless they're. Oh, so it's his profession that it, that, yes. that bothers you. I have no idea where that was going, but back to Sarade. Do we ever really Sarade? Let's talk about her, shall we? Because she's an interesting character, Brandy. Well, then let's get on it. Uh, she was born nineteen oh five. Uh, so her sister was sent off to a brothel because she dated, you know, two or three boys, and that was just... Well, that'll do it. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, but eventually her her father went and bought her back, so... Oh, he bought her back? Yeah. Oh, sweet. She was born in 1905. Her mother doted on her because she was the youngest child, or youngest daughter, and uh, she let her do basically as she wished. So she was spoiled. Sade. She encouraged her to take singing and music lessons, but both activities at the time were closely associated with the geisha profession, Brandy, and prostitution. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, see, now you give so the geishas like a bad grooming, name. Are they me. like grooming their kids to be whores? Geishas are not prostitutes. There's a difference. They're escorts. Well, they're, yeah, I geishas mean. Geishas are ladies that. They're escorts. They do shit with makeup or some shit. I don't know what they do. Yeah, but aren't they just? If we have any geishas well, in I mean, our audience, they, could no, you tell they do us? the makeup thing. What they do makeup, and then they, but they're also classically trained in music and well, right? Because aren't they aren't they groomed to be escorts? They're groomed yes. to be what a man a wants, com- a, companion. a companion. Yes, yes. So Chuck, so what do you think about that, Charles? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, yeah, so, I mean, I'm they're the not one just who told you. They're not just about no. You know, they're not just about given head or anything they they have they, they got skill who amongst us they're, is they're cultured they're they're cultured whores why do you why do you use um, such vulgar terms geishas like, were considered glamorous uh, glamorous they were like celebrities in a way uh only they you know slept with people um so um she started uh, skipping regular school so she could take le- geisha lessons well wow. and started wearing stylish makeup 
because you know that's a sign of a whore. Makeup yeah. starts with eyeliner. <laughs> it's, it All does. whorishness starts with the eyeliner. Mm. Well, well, that's how you, they got to start somewhere. You start seeing your daughter putting on the makeup, Brandy. What do you think, Chuck? Coco. Don't you Coco. find? Don't you find a pole? <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. So, um, as family problems, and you know, they had some family problems with the brother and the sister. They became more pressing. Uh, she was often sent out of the house alone, so she wasn't getting a lot of attention from her parents. So she soon fell in with a crowd of independent teenagers. Brandy. Uh oh, not independent teenagers. <laughs> The old independent teenagers. They're all assholes. Independent Japanese teenagers. Assholes. At age 15, during one of these outings with these independent teenagers, she was raped by one of her acquaintances. Now, that's not cool. No. We condemned that. That's not cool at all. strongest possible terms. That's not cool at all. And, uh, but even though her parents defended and supported her, she became a difficult teenager, Brandy. Well, yes, that happens. Yes. Uh, your, your, your thoughts on teenagers, Brandy? I hate them. <laughs> and she soon became irresponsible and uncontrollable. Her parents sold her to a geisha house. There we go. In Yokohama. Anything for a buck. Yokohama. They make motorcycles. In 1922. Yes, yes, they do. And they obviously have geishas as well. They were hoping for her, that she would find her place in society and give, be given some direction. As a whore. Well, but you know, it's a—it's not just a whore. It's a—it's a whole culture that they bring—they bring them up in. You know, what I mean, it's—it's it's more than just you know spreading their legs. That's just one small part being a geisha. It's—it's—it's it's, it's a pretty important part, though. I mean, it's, it's, when, well, it's when you get down key. to when you get down to it, yeah. yeah. Did they have? Oh, I, I bet they bound her feet and made her wear them little no, I think it's crazy chi- things. It's China. Is it? Yeah, I think China's where they bound. Your feet. I'm against that completely. Feet, having your feet bound? Yeah, I'm out. Although you can wear smaller shoes. You can wear smaller. And you got some yeah, but, Sasquatch feet on you. you I do, but let that. me tell you something. Sandal season's a bitch for those people. <laughs> yeah, it, is. <laughs> it is. Cannot yeah, wear, yeah, they yeah, cannot no. pull off a flip flop. <laughs> they fall down a lot. Oh, <laughs> they do, yeah. do fall down. It's it's like they got those little. It's like having really. Uh, like I, having peg legs. It's like I, walking on peg legs. Well, it's like I wonder a, if any of our listeners have bound feet. If you do, let us know. Unless it's a fetish, then that don't let us know that. I'm sure if we read through the, some of the threads on history dweebs with those freaky ass people, there's there's six or seven that got bound feet, bound ankles, bound testicles. Yeah, yeah bound. I know. I know the women on our page are going to love this story because this. She cuts off a man's dick. Uh, women Can love we get a to good it already? dick cutting story. Well, yeah, they do. Well, so anyway, he might have deserved it. So she ends up. We, she ends up being a geisha, and she she claims that her father made her become a geisha because she had dated different boys. He so. sold her to the geisha people. <laughs> the geisha gang. There's, yeah, there's money in that. There. You know when we there's in, money vagina. in that pussy. <laughs> this is what vagina. disturbs me. Yes. When Timmy just said, "Oh, we're going to talk about a man, a woman who cut off a man's penis." I thought the air conditioning dropped down to forty degrees in here, double. Well, because you was you was off. She was. She did like, seem pretty happy when she. She, she did. It was like Cause, giddy. Cause we, we had a different script that we was going to do. She threw that one around. No, she was like, "No, do the do the penis cutting. Do the penis cutting." Yeah, and you know, you know, Amber and all the women on our Facebook page. Well, Amber's probably cut off a penis or two in a day. Okay, well, let's get on. Let's get okay, to so it. Okay, so encountered. Uh, it, Encountered with the geisha's world, she she proved uh, her 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 experience as a geisha would prove to be frustrating and disappointing. 
To become a true star required uh, geishas to have an apprenticeship from childhood. They actually start when they're like four or five years old. That's gross. Well, they don't start sexual then, but they, they start it's grooming. Still gross. Them. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. From her childhood, and uh, years, they spend years studying art, music, and literature so that they can be a true companion to a man like uh, Charles or myself who needs this. I don't want to be a true companion to a man. No, I'm saying that, so that, uh, that we need women who can challenge us intellectually. I do need a woman who can challenge me intellectually. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we, we're we not just looking at boot. Well, mostly just Well, boot. mostly we are, yeah. <laughs> so maybe they're, maybe they're, maybe. Brains well, and boobs are important the thing. things. Maybe, maybe we're not uh, the target of that uh, maybe industry. We, maybe I could find a middle schooler for the both of you to challenge you. How's that? <laughs> well, that's vile, devil. I didn't say you had to sleep with her. I just said you wanted to be mentally challenged. I said I'll find a middle schooler. We've been known. To, we've been called mentally challenged before. <laughs> we have been called. Mentally. Yeah. Some of our reviews have have. Kind I've of, been called mentally defective. Yes, they don't really appreciate his genius. They don't. They really don't, Brandon. Uh, you know who I feel? I feel much like Van Gogh, Timmy. You aren't misunderstood. Misunderstood and missing an ear. in my time. Would you cut off your ear or a penis? I might lop off an ear. If That's it, the least you can do. For if it offends, the, it's from from the Bible, from Colonel uh, Lydicus. Iglesias. Colonel Lydicus. Colonel Iglesias. Iglesias. Colonel Lydicus. Uh huh. Ten, thirteen. Timmy. Okay, I'm gonna if look that up. If ear offends thee, cut it, the cut fuck it off. off. Yeah, I see. cut that motherfucker right off your head. If thy penis offend thee, no, my penis has never offended me. <laughs> it's not offended you. It offends others. <laughs> if, if, uh, I'll let that go. So, <laughs> Colonel, and when you and the missus, have you ever talked about, uh, all right, just wondering if you ever get freaky. Brandy? What? Do you know Brandy gets freaky? Like, uh, Brandy, no, I was, you know. Let me ask you this, Brandy, from your days, from the time you left home, did you ever get a security deposit back on an apartment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. From the holes in the walls and the shackles hanging from the ceiling and. Everything else, you didn't get your security deposit back. You of course I did. Creating a little dungeon room. and First of all, you don't worry about what I do. You worry about what you do. You just wonder what's going to happen tonight on our birthday, man. Oh, you know it's going to be crazy. Yeah. I, 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 I pity Dave. I got, Dave is working. She's got, you know, she's got, the, she's, she's got the old cat of nine tails mm, on. Yeah. Well, if Dave's working, who's going to tie up and whip? Nobody wants to sit in my chair like an old lady with the blanket on and watch Murder, she wrote. <laughs> yeah. Watch Murder, she wrote. Matt, There's a marathon there, on. You going to binge Matlock? I might. There's a marathon of Murder, she wrote on. All right. That doesn't just come along every day. Sade did not mind the life of a geisha, but at times she found it all a bit boring, Brandy. Because, you know, it's not all about sex. It's, you know, not one I know, you keep saying that. In that whole series, did Angela Lansbury punch somebody in the face? How the fuck are you going to be a detective without punching somebody Angela in the face? Angela Lansbury's badass. No, you got to punch somebody in the face. But isn't it coincidence that she always just happens to come on all I these I think she murders? was the fucking killer, Timmy. She's a serial she killer. She was the killer. Well, she that's like Scooby-Doo. What, yeah. It just happens that their van breaks down It's the, at the side of the old Thompson home. Well, I know we've talked about the sexual relations of the Scooby-Doo cast, but... What about, do you think at, uh, which one? I'm Velma, anti-scrappy. Velma, do you think she swung both ways, girl? Oh, yeah, she did. Who was now, you? Now, you, you got a pretty good gay, gaydar. 
I, I, did, I apparently don't, Timmy. <laughs> apparently, I'm I'm way off there. <laughs> Brandy Velma, you think she she's sna- I, I think Velma she, was just a nerd. She's all undercover. She's just no. I, but you know what, Velma, I bet was so freaky when you got her going, Timmy. Really? Oh, I, bet I think she her was and crazy. Shaggy hooked up a lot on the sly. Yeah, yeah. She told. People shit. You know, well, Scooby Doo's got a little nephew, right? Scrappy. scrappy. I'm anti Scrappy. Where is his parents? I don't know. I wish they'd have ate him at birth. I hate that little motherfucker. You hate Scrappy? I hate Scrappy. Jesus Christ, how can you hate a dog? I hate scrappy. that fucking dog. Scrappy Doo. I hate Scrappy Doo. You, you, you hate Scrappy I can't stress too? this enough. I hate Scrappy Doo. What about Scooby? I love Scooby. I don't understand how you could. You're hate, a dog hates. racist, devil. I'm not. They're the hate. same motherfucking dog. They're the same motherfucking kind how, of dog. Then how could you hate? Yeah. Hate Scrappy. Why do you have Scrappy hate? doesn't? I mean, it's why, just a little kid. Why does oh. Scrappy's an asshole? Why do you have hate in your heart for a dog, devil? I have hate in my heart for Scrappy, oh. much like the hate in my heart for Godfather Three. I no. have hate there. I'm going to tell you, Godfather Three nope. is integral to the wrap up of the story. No, it That's brings when it Michael all together. Looks for redemption. Let me tell you something. I get that the acting's bad. Everything about it is bad. I get the necessity of it. I get why there should have been one. It it's was got a poorly. Andy Garcia in it. I, I and I love him. This was a poorly, poorly made movie. I can't talk about it. it makes my it yeah. makes my reflux is act. That up. one guy in it that played in Brian's song. James Conn? Yeah. No, honey, he, he got died. Oh. He got killed in the first one. Okay. For Pete's sake. Fucking watch. Have you watched The Godfather? I think I've parts of it. Oh, for Christ's sake. Oh, the Gotti will be released soon. I know. Yes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. They filmed that here in Cincinnati, right next to our office here. Oh. It's exciting. Yeah, I'm thrilled. Okay, keep going. All right, Sade. Uh, anyway, so she worked as a geisha. She thought it was boring. Uh, she did not like the fact, Colonel, that her customers rarely satisfied her sexually. Oh, she's going to have to learn to live with that disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. We if, all do. <laughs> if you're a geisha, though, you shouldn't expect that, right? Well, yeah, but she clearly is. Yeah, I mean, if you're you know, selling it, you're not supposed to benefit from it. I mean, this. she wants her cake and eat it, too, basically, here. She does. She worked five years in the capacity of a geisha, and she eventually contracted syphilis, Brandy. Oh, yeah, that'll have it. It's a job hazard. I wonder if she got workers' comp. I don't know. But um, she, uh, she, since this meant she would be required then to undergo regular examinations, uh, you know, because they, they keep a pretty good tab on those uh, geisha girls, she decided to... Uh, 
you know, kind of work outside the geisha realm. Oh, she went ha- rogue. Yeah, because it was highly regulated. Oh, she's freelancing then. Exactly. Okay, she's a freelance she became, geisha. She became a prostitute in a brothel district that I can't pronounce, Tobita, I think, a brothel district, a district, and soon gained a reputation as a troublemaker, Brandy. You'll have that. She stole money from clients and attempted to leave the brothel several times, but was tracked down by the well-organized legal prostitution system. So I guess she was under contract, and she tried to jump. Oh, you can't just break the contract. Well, but if you ain't 18, how you ended into a contract? Well, I think she's a little bit older now. Uh, she worn out by yeah, now. Yeah, she's like 17. After two years, she eventually seceded in escaping this, uh, this prostitution system. I believe the South seceded. And she succeeded. She, she began succeeded, yeah. working as a waitress. In a cocktail bar? <laughs> Maybe. What? I love yeah. that song. Don't that guy, you want that guy was a little creepy. Yes, he was weird. Yeah. yeah. He was a stalker. Yeah, a little bit. But in all fairness, he did give her a start. She would, where would she have been without him? I, nowhere. Yeah. Well, she was working in a waitress as a cocktail bar. No, she was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. (laughs) But she thought she would make it. Anyway. Yeah. But even then, she thought she'd have a much better life (laughs) or without him. Yeah, Yeah. I know. Yeah, I'm concerned. I I think he's got a point that he helped her, and she should be a little grateful for that. Fuck that. It's a question I have for you all the time, Devil. Don't you want me, baby? I do not. (laughs) But thanks for asking. (laughs) Okay. All right, so she became a prostitute in uh, Tokyo, and she became a mistress for the very first time, Brandy. Uh. Oh, now she's going upscale on us. Her father became seriously ill in January of 1934, and she nursed him for 10 days until his death. <laughs> that was big of her. Right. She probably killed him. 10 whole days? Cut off his dick. <laughs> no, no, no. Ish. She loved daddy. In 1934, she was arrested in a police raid on an unlicensed brothel in Tokyo, which she'd been working. Now, Kinosaki Kashara was a well-connected friend of the brothel owner and arranged to have the women released. So he, 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 could pull, That's cool. he pulled some strings, got the girls released, and he was attracted to Sade. And finding that she had no debts, I don't know why that's important, but, you know, he probably did a little background. Why isn't her name Sada? Sade is how it's, it's Don't you remember the singer? I looked it up on yeah, I know Sade. The, I know the singer. Her, na- her name was spelled S-A-D-E, but she was Sade. I, I, how just, no fuck? I, I don't like her music at all. Okay, good to know. Let's keep yeah, it it's like It's like my name is oh, C-H-U-C-K. Oh, Brandy has her lunch, birthday lunch today. Oh, yeah. Where are you going, devil? Don't know. She's making her employees you, buy her lunch. You I'm bringing not, us something back? I think oh, that's, fuck no. I think that's illegal. You get nothing. I don't think it is. I believe it violates all kinds of federal yeah, it's regulations. Yeah, personal servitude. Yeah. Indentured servitude. Yeah. <sighs> so this guy, this is this big shot that uh, got these girls out of trouble. He was attracted to Sade. And finding that she had no debts, and I guess that's important. You do it a is important. You do, you she do. was not an unattractive. Well, because if he's woman. gonna if he's gonna take her, then you know she's got to be. You know, he made arrangements to have her as his mistress. Dude, I want that motherfucker because he could pay off my student loans. Well, he set her a house up for her. See, on December twentieth, nineteen thirty-four. That's right before Christmas. Yeah, of course, probably didn't mean a whole lot in Japan, but no. And he provided her with money, Randy. Now later he would. Uh, recall her, and said, quote, 
She was really strong, a real powerful one, that woman. Even though I'm pretty jaded, she was enough to astound me. She wasn't satisfied unless we did it, meaning sex, two, three, or four times a night, Colonel. To her, it was unacceptable. That's nothing. It was unacceptable unless I had my hand on her private parts all night long. Oh, not long. You know, oh, at first Letterman it was great. must not have been on. Yeah. <laughs> at first it was great, but after a couple of weeks, I got a little exhausted. Was she well, a little chafed? Well, he was dehydrated. <laughs> he had his hands on her private parts all night long. Brandy. That's annoying. No, she wanted that. I know. That's annoying. I don't know. So get apparently it. she had an insatiable sexual appetite. That's what I'm getting at here. I see that. Okay, I'm setting this up. I. I wish well, you would. Because I wish you, you would. When you start doing your part, people will get all confused. I'm trying to keep I don't. It. Well, that would be because of the writing, <laughs> not because of the delivery. When she suggested that Kashara leave his wife to marry her, he refused, Brandy. She then asked him to take, she then asked him if she could take a lover. Lover. A lover. Uh, oh. Which he refused. Oh, he won't even let her have a well, lover. Well, look, I mean, look at fair, in fairness to him, he's he set up her house, paying her rent, and giving her money. Well, but if he's not doing she it wants right, the, she still wants the D. If he's not hitting it in the right spot, she should be able to take a lover. After that, their relationship ended. Brandon. I can imagine. And to escape him, she left to another village and again applied her trade as a sex worker. All right. So. Colonel, she's going from being a whore to a mistress to being a whore. It's, it's and a, a waitress. It's never a vicious cycle. circle. Yeah. yeah. In 1935, again, intending to leave the sex industry, uh, she began working as a maid in a restaurant. A maid in a restaurant. That's what it says here on the page. <laughs> never know they had a lot of maids. That's, yeah, those, jobs also, are, those are jobs are hard to get, Colonel. You also... <laughs> Also in the sentence, you called her Abe, so I'm just... Well, that was her last name. Abe Bogota. Yeah, (laughs) with the eyebrows. E-B is how you pronounce it, but go ahead. Okay, she soon became romantically involved with a customer at the restaurant. Always a bad idea. Goro Amaya, a professor and banker who aspired to become a member of Japanese parliament. Okay. Knowing that the restaurant would not tolerate a maid having sexual relations with clients and bored with her new village... She returned to Tokyo in June. Okay. Amaya took Sade to Tokyo when he found out that she had contracted syphilis. He paid for her stay in a hot springs resort in Kusatsu from November until January of 1936. And it was believed at the time that hot springs could cure syphilis. You mean it doesn't? Yeah, well. In January of 1936... Amaya suggested that Sade uh, could become financially independent by opening a small restaurant and recommended that she should start work in an appro- apprentice position in such a business. That's a good, that's just a good advice. Why? What about her screams restaurateur? <laughs> well, she was a maid. Not unless she's serving fish tacos. <laughs> she had experience as a maid. Fish tacos. Uh, let's see. The owner of this establishment, and that is a name I'm not going to try and pronounce at the time, had worked his way up in business, starting as an apprentice at an eel restaurant. Yeah, d- listeners, don't worry about the details of this because Brandy can't pronounce the name. It's okay. It's fine, Brandy. Don't worry about it. Brandy, K- have you ever Kichatsio, ate Kichatsio Ishida. Kind of goddamn important to the story, don't you think? See, no. That's why I can't do any scripts outside the United States because we, you guys can't pronounce words. 
Brandy. Really? Have you, have really? You, <laughs> you podcast like fucking porky pig sitting over there, and I can't pronounce words. Have you ever been to an eel restaurant? I've never been to an eel restaurant or an eel restaurant. No, right. see, no, hold on. See, it would be nice if you had a, a worldwide experience that you could yeah. contribute to this podcast. Let me ask you a question. Wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. Yes. In all your world travels, yes. in countries where there's, you know, yes. eel is a major food group. Yes. Have you ever not found a Domino's and eaten it McDonald's. for almost every Mc, meal? McDonald's. Yeah, 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 okay. So, but I'm just. My, I understand my, my, your the, palate is so exotic. I'm just pointing out, you know, it would be nice if you guys were a little bit more worldly, that's all. You could contribute. Me to more worldly, Jimmy? Well, you're worldly, Colonel. You're, I have fought in battles on yeah. six continents. <laughs> not this world, but he is worldly. He's been given the Congressional Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know that. Yeah. I've seen the headwaters of the Nile, Timmy. Huh? I've seen the headwaters of the Nile. Have you really? I have. No. He saw it on Google Earth. You've been to Amazon? I have Amazon? I have been this guy that really won't get on a plane. I have stayed with anywhere. tribes that have never seen a Caucasian man before. What do you think about that, Brandy? It's bullshit. Can I get on with this? Oh, I have led men into battle with horses. Tanks, infantry. You know, he has been swords. compared to, uh, he, what was the guy? The, Teddy the, Roosevelt? No, no, no. And no. I have loved with a passion a flea like you could never understand. You're the passion of a flea. <laughs> Fleas are pretty passionate. <laughs> but he reminds me of the Scottish warrior, you know, Mel, Mel Tillis. Not Mel Tillis, but... Mel Tillis? <laughs> Mel Tillis? Mel, yeah, I, 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 how the Mel, fuck can uh, you be spot, Scottish and have a stutter? Just, right, what's the, you what's know the, what would suck is... That, you know, because Scottish Mel and Tillis? Irish accents... What's the guy's are name? Just a, Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson, yeah. Well, it's easy to get those two confused. Yeah. He's yeah. been compared to Mel Gibson. You know, Scottish and Irish As and, you have been compared to and, Mel Tillis... Uh, and Australian, you know, they're just immediate panty droppers for women. Uh-huh. But then, how would you like to be born with one of those accents and have a stutter? I don't like, think it hey, mate, 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 mate. It doesn't matter. It will fuck everything up it for you. It wouldn't. All right. You say so you're saying that you you were attracted to stuttering Irishmen and stuttering Scots. Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see. Okay, so. This guy worked to his way up in the business, and he'd started as an apprentice in an eel restaurant. So now he has opened the Yoshidaya in Tokyo's Nakano neighborhood. Colonel, have you ever ate eel? Could you repeat the question, please? <laughs> no. Have you? Eel? Uh-huh. Eel? Have I ever eaten one of Did you ever Ill? eat eel? Did you? It's like soup. Yeah, no, I mean, you I eat haven't. soup when you're ill, don't you? I eat soup when I'm ill. All right. Yeah. You're not going to take this seriously. I, I, no, no, you're God right. Damn, I would not put one of those slippery things in my mouth to save my life. If I was in the middle of a desert and an eel walked up to me, Timmy, I would not eat this on bitch. If I gave you a dollar, could you shut the fuck up so we can get on with this? <laughs> well, just read and try to get the words she's right. Got I'm her trying. staff buying her lunch today. Huh? Her staff is buying her lunch. Today. Are they buying you ill? I, don't, I feel all right. I feel good. <laughs> All right, so in, uh, so in 1920, they opened this in the Nakano neighborhood. Uh, when Sade joined this restaurant, Ishida was known as a womanizer who did very little in the way of running the restaurant, which was managed mostly by his wife. Well, that doesn't seem very fair. Not long after she began to work with Yoshidaya, uh, Ishida began making advances towards her. Now, shocking. <laughs> Amaya... 
had never satisfied Abby sexually. Okay. And she gave in to Ishidia. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? In mid-April. Okay, so this restaurant, she's working with the restaurant. Now this manager is trying to bang her. Right. Well, he's banging her, basically. Well, yeah. so in mid-April, the two of them initiated their sexual relationship in the restaurant. Okay. To the... Colonel, you ever done it in a restaurant? Wait a minute, wait a minute. It gets better. I've done it on a grill. Okay. <laughs> While it was on. Timmy, to, McDonald's had to change their sign because of the Colonel. Okay. What, what did they change it to? Well, they changed it to... One million like, and one serve. One million and one serve. Right. I see. All right. So, wait a minute. So, they're doing it in okay. the restaurant to the accompaniment of a romantic ballad sung by one of the restaurant's geishas. So, they had an audience. They had dinner wow. and a show. I wish I had a restaurant geisha. On April 23rd, 1936, Abe and Nishida met for a prearranged sexual encounter at mm. a tea house or the contemporary equivalent of a love hotel. Have you ever been to a love hotel, Brandy? No. Love in the Shibaya. In the Shibaya neighborhood. You haven't been ever you ever ever been to the Love Shack Devil. Planning only a short fling, the couple remained in bed for four I days. She's ignoring the question. And uh, how long how long were they in the love uh, They hotel? were in bed for four days. That's a long time to be in bed. On the right? night of April twenty second, nineteen thirty six, they moved to another tea house because the first one got tired of all their bullshit noise. In the distant neighborhood of Futako. Okay. They're in Futako now. Yes. Here they continued to drink and have sex, sometimes with the accompaniment of a geisha singing. They would continue even as maids entered the room to serve sake. Don't mind oh. us. You and know, the tur- next time I have sex, I'm going to hire this a geisha here. to come in and sing. All right. You know, that, see, to me, that would be disturbing. And what about the geisha? Don't you think that would kind of throw her off in her singing to sit there and sing while these people, couple are... I don't know. Maybe she can keep the rhythm with whatever they're doing. I guess it's like a, a violinist at a restaurant. Yeah, those are annoying. I don't like those. Do you, uh, I do you, not like bands coming over to me at restaurants. Do you often You know what happened to me experience? in Chicago and it, it disturbed me badly, Timmy? Well, what was that, Colonel? And she was an attractive woman, but uh, I'm sitting down. We go into this restaurant to eat. I sit down. And I was, uh, the other people had gone in in front of me. Uh-huh. And then I came in last, and a waitress came up behind me mm-hmm. to get my drink order. And she put her hand right in the middle of my back to me, and she asked me for my drink. To, yeah, to let you know you're back there, that no, she's back there. I was sitting. Doesn't matter. She was coming to the table. That seems to me to be sexually. It's unwanted touch. It's yeah. unwanted touch. Uh, Brandy, she don't give a fuck about you. Brandy, what's your thoughts on that? This woman uh, touching him inappropriately. I, he's an idiot. All right. So they're they're moving from neighborhood. Could have had her arrested. So they moved their marathon lovemaking bout to the Ogu neighborhood. Have you ever had a, a marathon lovemaking bout, girl? Every time, Timmy. Ashita did not return to the restaurant until the morning of May 8th, 1936. A day before my birthday. Of Ashita. Abe later said, it's hard to say exactly what was so good about Ashida, but it was impossible to say anything bad about his looks, his attitudes, his skill as a lover, the way he expressed his feelings. Mm. I had never met such a sexy man. So she worked in a restaurant, just to be clear. She worked in a restaurant, lopped off penises. Not yet, but she's working in a restaurant. Well, we don't know. And this, Timmy, Mm -hmm. is why I never ordered a sushi. Perfect. Because it comes in those rolls. You know what? Comes in rolls, chopped in nice little things. It looks like penises. 
As long as you stuff a penis with rice and seaweed or whatever the hell there, it is. I mean, there's really not that much difference, Brandy, between sushi and a penis. No, I would yeah. think not. After they separated, Sade became agitated and began drinking excessively. She claimed that with Ashita, she'd known love for the first time in her life, and the thought that he was back with his wife made her jealous. Okay. Over a week before the murder, Sada began, Sade began considering the act. On May 9th, 1936, she, oh, my attended, birthday. Yes, she attended a play in which a, ge- in which a geisha attacks her lover with a large knife. After seeing this, Sade Abe hmm, decided to threaten Ishida with a knife on their next meeting. Okay. On May 11th, 1936, she pawned... One day after your birthday. Yes, she pawned some of her clothing and used the money to buy some sushi and a kitchen knife. <laughs> she pawned her clothing? Yes. Why didn't she just steal a kitchen knife? I don't know. Abe later described the meeting. So she got, she's going to cut off a penis, but she got honor. She won't see. She worked in a restaurant. You know they got all kinds of sharp knives. She could have. She got all kinds of places to hide a knife. She could have walked out easily with that knife. Abe later described the me, described I, meeting Ishida that night. Mm-hmm. I pulled the kitchen knife out of my bag and threatened him, as had been done in the play I'd seen. I said, Kichi. You wore that kimono just to please one of your favorite customers, you bastard. I'll kill you for that. See, and that why you got there's violence on television, mm-hmm. violence in the theater, video games. Yes, that's the, yeah. well, this freak show. Uh, he was startled and drew away a little, but he seemed delighted with it all. It's a little, it's a little hot. Ishida and Abe returned to Ogu, where they remained until his death. During their lovemaking this time, Abe put the knife to the base of Ishida's penis and said she would make sure he would never play around with another woman. Colonel, ever had the, a knife put on your penis? I have. I have. Ashita laughed at this. Two nights uh, into See, this... See, that's why I mean. Women always laugh when it comes to penises, like kick him in the ball. <laughs> do the, nothing more disconcerting no, no, no. than having a woman Ashita laugh at la- your penis. He laughed. Yeah. Oh, well, I see. He, he, that's inappropriate. Yeah. Two nights into this bout of sex, Sade began choking Ashita, and he told her to continue saying that this increased his pleasure. She had him choke her as well. Oh, yeah. On the evening You of, know we got a bunch of chokers on our page. Do you think <laughs> there's, there's women on our, uh, face, in our Facebook group, History Dweeves, the podcast Facebook group, who's experienced choking? They, they post about it all the time. <laughs> They're on, like, Craigslist, like, come choke me. You know who you are. On the <laughs> evening of May 16th, 1936... Abe used her sash to cut off Ashida's breathing during orgasm, and they both enjoyed it. They repeated <clears throat> this for two more hours. Once Abe stopped the strangulation, Ishida's face became distorted, and he would not return women. Yes. And he would not return to his normal appearance. Because <laughs> he was dead. Ishida took 30 tablets of a sedative he looks so called Calmatin to try and soothe his pain. According to Sade, as Ishida started to doze, he told her, you'll put that cord around my neck and squeeze it again while I'm sleeping, won't you? If you start to strangle me, don't stop because it's so painful afterwards. Sade commented... What's your thought on that, Brandy? Weirdo. (laughs) You think that she might be lying, Yeah. Sade commented that she wondered if he wanted her to kill him, Mm -hmm. but on reflection decided he must have been joking. About 2 o'clock a.m. on the morning of May 18, 1936, as Ashida was asleep, Sada wrapped her sash twice around his neck and strangled him to death because he was joking. Yeah. 
She later told police, After I had killed Ishida, I felt totally at ease, as though a heavy burden had been lifted from my shoulders and I felt a sense of clarity. I wonder, you know, once you cut the blood supply off to his brain and head and everything else, it got nowhere else to go. So you know that guy had a rager. And probably it's probably what she could. Has that been your experience when you choke men? Do they get more <sighs> stiffier? It's more stimulated down Do they in get the stiffier down there, region? After lying with Hashida's body for a few hours, she next severed his genitalia with the kitchen knife. See, oh. this is very disconcerting I, to me. Well, hold on. We need a trigger warning here. Before you're going to say that kind of stuff, you need to warn me now, devil. You know that stuff kind of triggers me and sets me off into a panic? Uh, see, let's see. Because she doesn't have a penis. She doesn't. So she, yeah. Well, she does now. She's so over she 40. <laughs> You'll learn to appreciate that one day soon. <laughs> so she took this guy's junk. Uh-huh. She took wrapped his penis. It, and no, you know, it's not just his penis. She took his junk. Okay. Can we okay, can we just stop for one second here? Just one second. I do not and and women started this as a hostile movement toward men. I do not like my genitalia, um, which has been described as near perfect, described as junk. Okay. My genitalia is not junk. Okay, it's a treasure. It's a treasure down there in my pants. I don't have junk in my pants. I got a treasure in my pants. I got the Mona Lisa in my pants. Oh, right one, woman's, Wait a minute. one woman's junk is another <laughs> woman's pleasure. Treasure. Yeah. Uh, not pleasure. In this case. Yeah. Not. All right. So she took his junk, wrapped it in a magazine cover, and then kept them with her until her arrest three I days if it later. Was time. With the blood, she wrote Sada Kichi together on Ishida's left thigh and on a bed sheet. See, that's incriminating. She then carved her name into his left arm. That's also incriminating. After putting on his underwear, she left the inn at about 8 a.m. telling the staff not to disturb him. She wore the man's underwear? When later asked why she (laughs) had severed Ishida's genitalia, Sade replied, because I couldn't take his head or body with me and I wanted to take part of him that brought me back the most vivid memories. Do you know that poor bastard could never be a samurai now, Timmy? Because he's dead? Because he lost his sword. And and he's dead. Now, she was a samurai. He walking around a, with a flop, 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 flop. Yeah, she's walking around with this penis in her handbag. Mm. Yeah. Now, no. see. Where else I'm, is she going to put it? I'm going to tell you this. Well, I'll tell you this. You get you cut off my penis, you better come with more than a handbag. You better come at me a with more A bowling bag. What, like with a weekender? <laughs> a, a, a bowling bag. A duffel bag. You better come at me with a chainsaw. Because ain't no butcher knife going to do it. That's all I'm saying. Please. It's, people have tried to do it before. I got scars. <laughs> now, after leaving the inn, uh, Sodomite met her previous lover and benefactor, Goro Omiya. She repeatedly apologized to him, but Omiya, unaware of the murder, assumed that she was apologizing for taking another lover. Charday's apologies for the damage to his political career that she knew his association with her was bound to cause. It's going to be a scandal. It's going to be ugly. When Ishida, you know, you can say what you want about our, our political leaders, but ain't nobody cut off a penis yet. So, well, we got to stop for a second because Brandy has to go. So oh, yeah. have a happy birthday, Brandy. Thank you. Happy yeah. birthday. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you. Don't trash my office. You won't. You will. We will we will finish wrap this up. The colonel will bring us home. Are you sure you don't want to see how this ends, Brandy? I figured it out. Okay, Colonel. Bring us home, Colonel. 
All right, where are we at, Timmy? In 1936, the newspapers picked up on the story. Her career, Amia's career was ruined, and Sade's life was under intense public scrutiny. The story of the murder and mutilation immediately became a national sensation. A national sensation, Brandy. National sensation, Brandy. Wow. And the ensuing frenzy over Bye. her search was called the Abisada Panic. Now, police received reports of sightings of her in various cities, and one false sighting nearly caused a stampede in the city outside Tokyo, resulted in a large traffic jam and men covering up their junk well, just to get, get out of the city. Wouldn't you head out of town if you, there's reports that she's in the neighborhood? Um, no, I wouldn't worry too much about her, Timmy. All right. I wouldn't worry about her. Um, I've, had, I've, had, I've had tougher than her try to, try to <laughs> rip my penis off of me, Timmy. Yeah. You, you've so, you, you've survived this to this. I point. have survived penis attacks before. I yes, see. I have. All right. Abe panic was soon nationwide, with men fearing that a penis snatching geisha was on the loose. That's worse than a werewolf. There's nothing worse than a penis snatching geisha. No, I mean if you combine Timmy, if you combine a werewolf and a vampire mm -hmm. and a zombie, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be worse than a than oh. a penis snatching geisha. Yeah. That's uh, that's uh, things that nightmares are made of. It is. I'm going to check under my bed for a penis snatcher when I go to sleep tonight. <laughs> there were reports of Sada sightings as far away as Hong Kong. Now, it was falsely reported that Sada was wanted for snatching 18 peni wow, in Japan. That's a lot. And several more in China. Now, of course, these reports were driven solely by panic. She remained in Tokyo living a pretty normal life. And on May 19th, she went shopping, saw a movie, stayed in an inn, and drank three beers. Okay. She spent the day writing farewells to letter, letters to Omiya. She planned to commit suicide one week after the murder, and it was here that she practiced necrophilia. Oh, what did it? Oh, oh. Now, see, it's good how thing. you gonna get a it's, bone on a detached penis? It, it, well, she didn't think it through, obviously. Yeah, did I she? wish I, I wish Brandy was here so she could give us her take on the necrophilia. Yeah, well, she. You know, Brandy's all for necrophilia. Oh, I've seen the magazines that she has. Yeah, there. it's disturbing. Yeah, you really look at those books right oh, over there in the it's, corner. I know, it's ghastly. Ooh. She said, I felt attached to Ishida's penis and thought that only after taking leave from it quietly could I then die. I unwrapped the paper holding them and gazed lovingly at his penis and scrotum. I, she gazed lovingly. Hold on, hold on. All right. I put... Now, see, this is something that normally you would like to hear, Timmy. Okay. But in everything is context in life. Timmy. Okay. Everything is context. Everything is. In, have to put it in context. And in this context, mm -hmm. I am not keen on hearing this sentence. What did she say? I put his penis in my mouth. Oh. And even tried to insert it in me. Well, uh, his detached penis, I should add. Yes. Yes. Normally, when a woman says, oh, I would like to put a penis in my mouth. And you're all for it. You're all like, well, that sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah. But when she's holding your penis in a hand to me. Yes. And she says, oh, now I'm going to be that, like a popsicle. That's a, uh, a horse of a different color. <laughs> it absolutely is, Timmy. Now, I, she said, I decided I would flee. Staying with Ishida's penis all the while. In the end, I would jump from a cliff on Mount Ikoma. While holding on to his penis. What she wasn't planning on is he had an exceptionally large scrotum, Timmy, <laughs> and it turned into a parachute and she didn't die, Timmy. I don't think that's in the script at all. <laughs> now, four in the afternoon, police was notified that a woman had checked into the inn acting strangely. 
Upon arrival, detectives became suspicious of the alias and came to her room. Yeah, they were suspicious by her, uh, the alias that she used. Well, and they were also suspicious that she was carrying around a penis. Wow. And she said to them, don't be so formal. You're looking for Sada Abe, right? Well, that's me. That's me. I'm Sada Abe. Police were not convinced. So she whipped out the penis as proof, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, that'll, was, that'll convince them. She was arrested and interrogated over eight sessions. The interrogating officer was struck by her demeanor and asked why she killed Ashida. Immediately, she became excited, and her eyes sparkled in a strange way, and she got all tingly down there, Timmy. Her answer was, I loved him so much, I wanted him all to myself. But since we were not husband and wife, as long as he lived, he could be embraced by another woman. I knew that if I killed him, no other woman could ever touch him again, so I killed him. She's a little selfish. Mm-hmm. Women, can be, women can be selfish. Oh, I've had women kill over me. Too. I'm sure you have. When the details of the crime were made public, rumors began to circulate that the penis was of extraordinary size. Hmm. However, the police who interrogated her after arrest denied this, saying Isha was just average. But, you know, in fairness, it had shrunken up quite a bit, I suppose. <laughs> started Sitting around decay. in that purse, yeah. <laughs> now, Sada said size does not make a man. Okay. Technique and his desire to please me, what I, what I liked about him. Now, that's not altogether true because size matters, Timmy. Size well, matters. Maybe not in Japan. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. After arrest, his penis and testicles were moved to Tokyo University Medical School and put on public display. But did they've they, since. Did they, did they get an honorary degree? <laughs> they, he, <laughs> They've since disappeared. No one knows where it's the great they, penis. They, they, they lost the penis. They lost this pecker. <laughs> I and that's one thing I can say to me. I, I you know how I misplace things. Yeah. But I always know where my, my where my, my where my penis is. Yeah. Timmy. You might you might lose your watch or your my uh, wallet. Your yeah. Phone. But I know where my penis is yeah. all the time. Now the judge presiding over the trial admitted to being sexually aroused by some of the details. <laughs> And was found often with his hand under his robe <laughs> and his eyes squinty, making kind of a Bruce Springsteenish face. And uh, But he made sure that the trial was held with utmost seriousness. <laughs> it sounds like it. Uh, her statement said, the thing I regret most is that I have come to be misunderstood as some kind of sexual pervert. Yeah, I think that's a misunderstanding. There had never been a man in my life like Ashita. There were men that I liked and with whom I slept without accepting money, but none made me feel the way I feel toward him. She was convicted of murder to me in the second degree, a mutilation of a corpse. And I say mutilation, that should be aggravated mutilation because they chopped off his penis. Well, a penis is, yeah, it is aggravated. It should be aggravated. It should be aggravated because she was aggravated when she cut it off. Now, they refused to, uh, they refused to give Sada what she wanted. Instead, she was sentenced to six years in prison. She was confined in the penitentiary. Six years in prison? Where she was, yeah, just six, one for each inch, Timmy. <laughs> one for each inch. She got a year for every inch, Timmy. I see. Um, so anyway, it was, her sentence was commuted in 1940. Hmm. So she only really did a short time for that. Now, she lived under an alias and found a public fascination with the case made starting a new life impossible. She left prison without any real income, no penis, or testicles, and lived with her sister and brother-in-law for a time. But wartime rationing forced her to support herself under a true name, under the name Yoshi Masoki, and I believe they used that in a video game later. Okay. She went to work as a maid, but was fired when her employees learned her when her employers learned her true identity, 
Sade to Penis Snatcher. Yeah, I, 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 that would, I can understand them letting him go after that. A serious man then asked her to become his mistress and reluctantly accepted. The relationship ended after several years when his family learned who she really was. She disappeared from public life in 1970 and... Men... Nobody knows where she is now. Yeah. Grab your penis. Protect your penis. I actually got it. I wear a cup all the time, Timmy. If you, to if protect, you your, protect your penis. Just to protect our penis. Uh, I think. Well, Colonel, what's your final thoughts on this young lady, Sade Eby? I don't like it, Timmy, because now they can do, I told you, they can do penis transplants. Yeah. You know, it, and I'm, I'm always afraid that I'm going to wake up one night Missing my penis. So you're afraid that you might be a Somebody's going to sell my penis on the black market, Timmy. Well, I hope that doesn't happen, Colonel. I, really I do, too. I, I do. That's why I got a tattoo on it, Timmy, <laughs> so I can identify What's it. the tattoo say? Huh? What's the tattoo say? It, it just says, if found, please return to the Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know how you have dogs chipped, Timmy? Yeah. I got my penis chipped. Oh, I didn't know that. I yeah, you, you can, can do chip that. your penis. You can do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Colonel, you like? Let's uh, give a shout out to all those wonderful, wonderful people, people who sponsor us on Patreon, Timmy. If you would like to sponsor us on Patreon, go to <laughs> this high quality, this support, high quality, yeah. Support the arts, yeah. <laughs> uh, go to Patreon.com/slash/HistoryDweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or or just a wee little bit, Timmy. And we'd also like to encourage you to leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find us. So uh, give a shout out, Colonel, to all the wonderful people who support us on Patreon. Ben Dobrovich. Jaro, James Seabright, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, Terry Stafford, Malachi, my wonderful host on what Ransom Reason, Shelly Garrett. Check out Ransom Reasons on iTunes if you like uh, current events, history, yes, pop culture, uh, politics. Um, it's it's mostly mostly uh, uh current events and kind of a factual look thing the, to me. Yes, it's it's you, a look at the facts, not the opinions. I see. Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer's photo. I gotta tell you a funny story though, to me. Okay. We were doing a we were doing a story um on yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I said to to Shelly that Shelly, I believe this is a little too long. I think it's too many pages. And we're working on a Google document together. Mm -hmm. Do you know what she did? This no this is a true story, Tim. What's she? She changed the font size <laughs> and cut it down. She said, Now it's nine pages. Is that all right? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, that was kind of bright. <laughs> was, I don't know if she was being sarcastic <laughs> or not to me. Anyway, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Svoda, Maggie Glover, Mike Sadler, Jamie Dent, the lovely and beautiful Maja, who we, we really love. We love Maja. Tyrone, Amber Scoville, Marsha Boris, Stacey Alisop, Jody and Sean Wells, Amber Anderson, our friends, Ben and Roseanne from They Walk Among Us, Lorna Violet, Mike Deo, Kelly Shrett, Karen Widener, Callie, beautiful Callie. Kelly Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, Mike from Pleasing Terrors, LK, LK, Reen, Ursula, Marissa Albany, Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, the Now America History Podcast with uh, Joe Hopkins, Catherine Cockeraj Richardson, Fiona Crisp, Laurel Riley, Christine Bourgeois, Am Aaron, Kimberly Cameron, Elise, History Goes Bump, of course, the Ransom Reason Podcast. Uh, Jahara, Alicia and Chip, Marika Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut. Yes, Jeff and Don Chestnut. Yes. Backroads to History and Poems by Jeff. Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Shirley Strap. We love you, Shirley. Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Kristen Mal Malachinsky, Paula Kimes, Per Westerman, Amanda Christine, 
Heather Poole, Adam McWaters, The Vanish Podcast. Yes, um, with Marissa. Christy Lee, Canadian True Crime Insight, Charlie and Ali, Joe Clifford, Mistress Vader, Ron, Ron Monasterio, Tracy Smith, Jess, John V, Nene, Bridget Bernard, Stacy, Kristen Howard, Cheryl Weldon, Nicholas, Ryan, Margaret McDonald, Aaron Turner, Michelle Johns, Clark Michelle and John Diane, our good friends, The Trowbridges, yes. Beth Wallen, Andrew Scammell, uh, Michaela Wallstrom, Aaron Fowler, the lovely Leanne Flanagan, Maurice. Lovely Leanne in her hair. Oh, lovely she's hair. beautiful hair. Maurice Albanese, um, Lydia. Um, Lydia, thank you, Lydia. And I'm going to give a shout out to someone who is a, a woman of discernment and okay. taste, Timmy. Who's that? Zakala, who oh, likes yeah. my singing. Hold me closer, Gandhi dance. <laughs> she did mention that she likes yes, it. Yes, she you did. Sing that. So that's for you, girl. Okay. Uh, the Comeback Podcast. And we always end with Rudy, yes. the world's most dangerous canine. Yes. Who was uh, up on History Dweebs the other day. Yeah, a picture I saw his of picture. Him. Very nice picture of him. Um, the beautiful Lady Beverly and the woman we do this show for week after week after week after week, Dottie Smith. <laughs> Dottie Smith? Or Dottie, Dottie, Dottie Scott. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to let you guys podcast when I'm away. Thank you all for listening. Happy birthday, Brandy. And we'll see you all again next time on History Deeps. Bye, everyone. Good day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.